welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my podcast. You can find this highly censored podcast on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms. They are all listed on the Anchor.fm portal. You can also find me on my blog and corresponding articles to many of the important podcasts here at DelaraEssengill.blog. DelaraEssengill.blog has many articles that are daring to go where no others dare for in fear of losing their audience and their dollars, or some are truly trying to profit off this movement. I want to thank the 46,649 followers that are following the blog at DelaraEssengill.blog. You can also follow the blog as well. Via email is the best way to do it. You just enter your email address on the far right-hand side of the blog when you scroll down. All you get is a notification of a change or post of an article. We are almost at 1 million hits, 996,223 hits as of today on the blog. Thank you to everybody who shares the blog and the podcast. People often write in say, how can I donate? How can I help you? You know how you can help me? You can copy and paste the link to this podcast and share it somewhere. Put it in a group. Send it to a friend. Post it on your social media everywhere but Twitter so others can see it because it's so censored that no one sees it. People can't even get to it. I get emails every day saying, I can't find this, I can't do this, and the ghost is not in the machine. The ghost is a little man somewhere with a three-letter polo shirt on and a little logo. And he's tasked to basically take down blog posts, make things impossible to get to, speed up, slow down, whatever it is that his little self does. He does it well. But the only way that we can get around this little man is to copy and paste any link to any article or podcast that you find useful. There's a lot of useful information here, folks. People spent a lot of time, including myself, like George Pittman, surviving the storm. Have you checked it out? Have you listened to it? Did you download the PDF on the blog at DelaraSMGill.blog? All you got to do is type in the keyword, George Pittman, surviving the storm. Any one of those will pull up the article where George on his own time, with no reward except to help others, which is the greatest reward of all, put together a PDF of how to survive the storm, what you should keep in your uh, pantry, and other very useful tips coming from a, a green beret. Why would you not want to download this PDF? It's free, folks. Check out this information, but mostly share it. Share the uh, information with others like LA Non-Confidential with Mike Fanning. The next revolution will not be televised. My interview with John D'Souza, Hiro Emoto, Paul Tashiro, check these out. How about the decodes? You're interested in what POTUS is saying? Listen to what Snackanon and I have been spending hours going through information. Real information, not three-star keck faggotry, because that's what they're doing out there. There's a bunch of assholes out there feeding you shit. So if you want to hear and know the truth, first of all, tune in with God, nobody else. Not me, not somebody else, not a three-star account, not some card-reading person, not some person who's flying you into another dimension by eating spinach. Check out the truth by checking out God first. That's where the truth lies in Jesus Christ. And this is not a religious sermon. This is about finding a compass first with Almighty Father God. If you don't have that compass, you're never going to have discernment and you're going to be fed lies by the enemy. 
So if you don't have that, you shouldn't even be listening to this. Go to God first. Then when your compass, your discernment compass is on straight by Almighty Father God, that's the only way. Then you shall know the truth, said Jesus Christ, and the truth shall set you free. I mean, these words are so important, so important. And I do have a little frustration this week because a lot of people are, I'll tell you what my days are like. A lot of people come to me, came to me for information. And I spent a long time, even though I was fully employed, running and building a company. I was running one company and building another. And I was on Twitter full time answering questions from the public. I didn't care how big or small the account was, as long as they weren't an asshole and they weren't trying to say something negative. I answered every single person that I could that was seeking information. Here's what's happened. A lot of those people have fallen off the truth train. Some have subscribed to Feel Good Felicia's. Others are listening to the wrong Patreon accounts. People are tuned into whatever makes them feel good. Lies will make you feel great. The truth will probably bother you. That's what's going on with the left. That's why they scream. But guess what? A lot of patriots are no different than the left now because they refuse and reject the knowledge. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you're rejecting. If you're rejecting any knowledge, you're on the wrong train. And what did God tell us? What do the words of the Bible say? If you stray from God, number one, you're done you're done. So let's stick to what God says. Let's stick to what the Bible says, because it is the truth. The Bible says in Hosea, I say this every time, but I'm not speaking to ears that can hear it sometimes, am I? For those who reject the knowledge, my people shall perish. A great speech that was given by Dr. Len Horowitz is listed at valaraessengill.blog. All you got to do is type in Horowitz, H-O-R-O-W-I-T-Z, Dr. Horowitz. DNA spirals of the sacred, or DNA pirates of the uh, sacred spiral. DNA pirates of the sacred spiral. He gave a speech three, four hours some, some time ago. You really should listen to that. I spent a lot of time on my blog archiving, writing, referring to, and explaining topics that others did not want to explain. And many of us are now getting more and more accustomed to this. The people that are tuning into this podcast, you guys aren't actually the ones I'm addressing. You guys are the ones that are listening, but perhaps you can help others reach out and help someone. If you wake one person up, you've done your job. If you wake two people up, you've done your job doubly. And so on and so forth. Yet we are at a time which is called the precipice. It's always the precipice, isn't it, in this movement? We are at a time when there is another break in the knowledge where people are getting uncomfortable, impatient. I have people writing to me all the time, calling me, hey, Delara, I'm going to move out of California. Go ahead. Please be my guest. Leave. Why are you calling me? Why are you asking me? And then when I tell them what I think, I'm not leaving. They get angry. You know why? Because they call and ask because they want me to make them feel good about their shitty choices. Those who are real warriors stay and fight. They don't retreat. George Washington didn't retreat from the British. He didn't retreat from the enemies of America. I'm not leaving my state because there's bad people that have infiltrated every aspect of our society. I'm not leaving God and Christ because bad people have infiltrated 
the churches. I'm not refusing information because the enemy has infiltrated the movement and is giving wrong information. No, I'm sticking with God and Jesus and keeping my faith and not rejecting the knowledge. So I just wanted to get that out of the way tonight because a lot of people are, and it's really bothersome. So if you're rejecting the knowledge, or if you know somebody who's rejecting the knowledge, really, move on from them because that's where their truth train stops. And unless you want to be stuck at that station and wait for the storm to come over you, you can't win a race with people that are dragging you down with their bad energy, rejecting the knowledge and hanging onto your ankles. And yeah, it is a race. You know what this is a race for? Your life and your survival. Because it's in the Bible. You reject the knowledge and you perish. So, shed them off. As Jesus said, shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next house. Amen. So having said that, today is part two. Part two of the Wisconsin and uh, two-part decode that ended up in Dallas with the CPAC speech that POTUS gave. Snackanon and I already provided you with part one. There's a lot of you who haven't listened to the other triple decode when four parts. So I suggest you do that first because this is a continuation of that. Those that are tuning in, thank you for all the amazing comments that have been pouring in. From those of you that aren't rejecting knowledge, from those of you that have, as Montana Sky puts, I really like how she says it, the right frequency to be able to receive this information. We should have another talk this week about how to improve your frequency. But then again, those of you that are tuned in are already on the right frequency. So I am shedding the ones that are trying to grab onto the ankles. And I am shedding the ones that are definitely still watching television and lying about it. And I'm shedding those who are rejecting the knowledge and moving on with all of you here. God bless you for tuning in. So are you excited? Because I am. Snacking on is here. We're going to talk about part two. We're going to finish up the Wisconsin rally and we're going to move on to Dallas, Texas, where POTUS was speaking at CPAC. That'll be in the next part. So here's part two. Welcome to A Fistful of Truth. Double decode. Snacking on. See what kind of snacks he has this time. Nice bowl of popcorn you've got there. Thank you. Snacking on. Would you like some? I think I'll say yes today since there seems to be plenty of popcorn. Yeah, I made some for you too. Well, thanks a lot yeah, for thinking yeah. of me. Yeah. Maybe I'll have some of your soda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty good, huh? Pretty good. How you doing? I just took away his snacks, folks. You should see this. You should see <laughs> Snacking on's confusion. His snacks got taken away. We picked up the bowl <laughs> to take a popcorn and... Suddenly there was confusion, much like a squirrel. <laughs> How you doing? You get to talk now. I'm yeah. going to eat. Uh-huh. Oh. I'm going to eat all your snacks. Oh. In fact, <laughs> if the audience was here, I'd share all this with them. <laughs> Maybe shave you a kernel, mm. the kind that don't pop at the end. <laughs> so uh, for uh, Waukesha. Oh, wait. We're talking about a, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Wisconsin Rally. We're in part two. Um, yeah, on the fifth. And um, I think we left off at the the part where uh, 
President Trump usually talks about 141 countries invading the border, and sometimes he says 129. And this time, can we recap a little bit? Sure, yeah. for the audience, because it's been a little bit okay between the first and the second. This is part two again. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh my goodness. Um, can you explain the 141 again? Well, the 141. Uh, I had started to think about every time he was talking about uh, 141 crossing the border, and it just. I just tried to look around and see what it could possibly mean, like uh, the number, the numerical 140, 141 with the border. And uh, the the 141st Meridian West is the vertical border uh, between the border between uh, Alaska and Yukon, Canada. And that's where... Um, uh, basically, we said most of the border between Alaska, United States, and Yukon, Canada is defined by the meridian, meaning the western extremity of Canada lies on this meridian. And so that was an extremely important find that you had there. Yeah, it was. It's absolutely, I think you're 100% right on this one. Usually I say there could be something, there always can be something else, but I think you're 100% on target with this because of the following uh, 129 comment that you have coming up. Yes. And the 129, he said, for this particular rally. What did he say? 129 countries 100, are represented? Yes, he said, uh, last week we had 129 com countries represented of people that came into our country illegally. So we these are 129 different types of uh, illegal aliens from different countries, from 129 countries. That's the number you're focusing on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, just making it clear for the audience. Yes. And... So after trying to find the the finding the what I believe the 141 was um, the the 129 I believe the recapping was um, the uh, petition for non-immigrant worker and it is a TN form I-129 and base it is explained as if you're a Canadian or Mexican citizen with a job offer in the United States you may be eligible to enter on TN status. Um, what does TN stand for? What is the TN status? Uh, TN. If you go up here. Right oh, here. TN means uh, trade NAFTA. Okay. So these are people coming in. 100, 129 is the form, is correct? The, it's a petition form. It's a petition form. For a non-immigrant worker. So if you're not an immigrant and you're just basically somebody who wants to come here to the United States... They're using this form 129 to basically insert them into insert themselves into our country. And a lot of illegals are coming this way. And that is what POTUS is pointing to. Uh, Excellent. A brief description. Uh, let's see here. This form is used wow. by an employer to petition U.S. citizenship and immigration services for an alien beneficiary to come temporarily to the United States as a non-immigrant to perform services or labor or to receive training. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm writing this down. This is incredible. So this form 129, tell us about it. Okay, what do I need to be eligible for the TN visa? In order to be eligible for TN status, you will need proof your Canadian or Mexican citizenship, such as a passport, a prearranged full-time or part-time job in the U.S. 
with a U.S. employer or a foreign employer with a U.S. entity. And uh, qualification. Wait, wait. So they just need proof of your, I, I'm sorry. In order a... to be eligible for TN, they need to have either Canadian or Mexican citizenship. Yes. yes? So you just can't be coming from Iraq or China, correct? You yes. have to be a Canadian or a Mexican citizen, correct? Correct. But POTUS is saying that these 129 different countries are using this Canadian-Mexican citizenship to infiltrate instead of invade through the Canadian or Mexican border. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. And uh, there's a form for, uh, uh, not to get off topic, but there's a form for the, the Mexican citizen. Uh, it's a DS-160, mm -hmm. but he's focused on the Canadian with the form one, uh, the one twenty nine, because there's a lot of people coming in illegally from Canada, and our focus is on Mexico. They, you know, look over here, not there. There's and, a bunch of shit coming through Canada. Yeah, go ahead. And your job, uh, the job should also fall under the list of sixty NAFTA professions, um, including engineer, lawyer, social worker, dentist. But I was, um, I could be. Anything. Anything, really. I'm looking at the list of 60 here. Uh, librarian, <laughs> um, uh, social worker, uh, landscape architect, in interior designer. I mean, disaster relief, insurance claims adjuster, computer system analyst, architect. architect the list goes on and on. And um, I wonder if you could just work at McDonald's and say you're a friggin' burger flipper <laughs> and get in here. You know, what is it? Do they need to sponsor them? Is that what it is? Or do they need to have some kind of a job? Uh, well, it could what be part-time, right? Correct. A prearranged full-time or part-time job in the U.S. with a U.S. employer or a foreign employer with a U.S. entity. So let's spell this out for the audience because I had to do this in my head. So if I'm a uh, Syrian refugee, and I'm not ripping on Syrians, by the way, I could, it, any, any country refugee, okay? Right. But let's say I'm not just a refugee because I'm trying to come to America for a better life, but I'm coming to America because I'm a criminal. Let's say, so I'm a criminal refugee from any country, X, Y, Z. And I get through, through the Canadian border, because it seems to be very, the Canadian border, as you mentioned, is far bigger than the Mexican border, Okay. It's icier, but it's huge. Uh, yeah, the um, the Mexican border is 1,933 miles long, and the Canadian one? Jesus. 5,525 miles. So there you so go. So that's a lot of border wall. Yes. And that's what POTUS keeps talking about, saying that he's finishing up the other border wall. Dude, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, he's putting in a border wall up in Canada. You know, and there was talks of this in the very beginning when I forget when it was, but people were all mad they couldn't cross the board. I mean, whatever it was uh, when the COVID thing happened, I think. But um, so if I'm like a criminal refugee and I'm, I'm sorry I use Syria, but I'm just using I was just thinking of the different problems that um, were coming up through different countries, because a lot of these uh, people that are coming in, as POTUS pointed out, they're not coming here like our grandparents or parents or great grandparents came here to uh, build a better life and, and actually work and pay taxes and do what it, we're supposed to do, even though there's, you know, the whole, we're not going to go into the whole uh, system that's been set up by England for us. Uh, and we are in reform and restoring this Republic, but they're coming here to, because they're criminals. 
They're coming here to commit more crimes. They're pedophiles. They're rapists. They're murderers. What does he say? They love to use knives. And I'm not saying this about everybody. I'm talking about the criminal people that are taking advantage from other countries of this 129, this form 129. This is what POTUS is talking about. Yeah, they are, they're pretending that the Mexican border is the problem while all exactly. this is going on in the north. Hey, look, look here, here, not, not there. there. Yeah. Very interesting. So this form 129 USMCA, right, is um, exactly what POTUS keeps talking about when he mentions the 129 different countries. 141, what does he refer to when he talks to the, about the 141 all the time? Uh, the Meridian West? Yeah, but he, what does he talk about? He doesn't say the 141st Meridian West. Oh, he just, I mean, he just says last week we had 141 countries represented. Uh, he just, so he always throws in these numbers so that we get it. He uses the same language. Yeah. He just, he switches between he switches. those two. Very, very good. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go, you guys. And, you know, this is the big problem. Yeah. He says everyday criminals, murderers, sexual predators pouring into our border. Other countries are emptying out their prisons and sending the worst criminals the world has ever known into the U.S. We're like a dumping ground. We are. They're emptying their jails into our country. They don't want them back. Um, and, you know, um, in the last decode, in the first part of this decode that we did, the, um, the article is posted August 19th at Delara S. and blog. It's called Double POTUS Decode Part 1, Wisconsin to Dallas, featuring um, you. And <laughs> part of the title is The Canadian Border Wall. We talked about Abdul. We talked about Trust Kansas, Pompeo, and the Canadian Border Wall. So, you guys, there is a massive, I believe, Canadian border wall being implemented. And I think this four years where POTUS had to go into the background where he could get shit done without the press hounding him and the media and disturbing these uh, very mentally disturbed, dangerously deranged people out there, they are just letting things go on as business as usual while they're conducting these uh, hints he's giving us by 141, 129, hence Canadian border wall. What do you think about all this? Uh, well, he... Uh, he was talking with Tim Michaels and what he does and he's in with Wisconsin and uh, um, he's got all those, uh, all the business and businesses and the boring, the tunnel making machines. I mean, we went over it. We actually listed Tim Michaels, by the way. I don't know if you had a chance to look at this cause we've been very busy, but um, we talked about Tim Michaels here, michaels.us, M I C H E L S dot U S projects. You guys check it out. It is pretty expansive and, and massive. Um, you know, the, he said, we're going to have a historic victory, by the way, when he talked about this 141 people, um, people coming in from 141 different countries, mm -hmm. he said, we're going to have a historic victory. And he really, um, did not, uh, talk about the Republican party. He is basically alluding towards the Republic. And he did this historically in Wisconsin of all places, which is very interesting to me. Because if he is indeed working with which he, I, I don't know, I, I really don't know any anything about his relationship with Tim Michaels, because what he says is not necessarily what's going on. Um, maybe he, I mean, he, he said, like, uh, under my administration, Tim served, we, we explained this the last time, but uh, worked on the Keystone Pipeline. Mm -hmm. um, he gave some help on the border wall, showing them how to do it and how to get it done, because we built hundreds and hundreds of miles. Wow. And he was... And he was so helpful in explaining what to do uh, and the best way to do it. Then it seems like he is, Tim Michaels, is helping uh, POTUS 
with the Canadian border wall. Now, does Wisconsin border mm. Michigan? What is the border? Michigan? Lakes? Uh, well, the upper Michigan. It, it doesn't border Canada except uh, crossing the, the, the lake up there. But if you did cross the lake from Wisconsin, Correct. you would end up in Canada. Yeah. You yes? have to go past the upper Michigan Peninsula and then over the lake and the, then and the, in Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. I'm so. not a, I'm not familiar with the lake system up there. Uh, you probably being from uh, Illinois a little, know a little bit more about that geography than I do, especially yeah. my California education public school system in the 1970s and 80s. Uh, we learned about missions and uh, we didn't even know anything about the East Coast. Like we didn't <laughs> even know the East Coast existed. Um, lake, yeah, it's the... Uh, Upper Michigan and then Lake Superior, hmm. and then you cross over and um, so the lake is shared by both America and Canada, correct? Lake Superior, correct. Very interesting, right? Yes. yes. Because if you look at Tim Michaels Michaels.us projects, you guys will see how Mr. Michaels can go underwater. Now oh. you would have because look, I'm, we're looking at the map here, folks, and we'll list this for you, but. How would you build a wall, okay, across Lake Superior, right? I mean, that's not easy to do because we know that they've been using the waterways for a lot of bad things. Mm -hmm. So I'm very curious to see how they're, are they going to redefine the border? I mean, God, anything can happen. Anything can happen because, you know, at this point, we really don't know what's yeah, going plus on. The, but... Plus the border, um, just to go a little bit more eastbound, Lake Superior, the border is in in the middle of it, and then also with Lake Huron. Yeah, well. I mean that's a it and goes Lake all Erie. the way down. Yeah, it goes all the way down, doesn't it? Correct. Towards uh, Detroit, right? All for except for Lake Michigan, the the Canadian U.S. border goes through the middle of Lake Superior, Lake Huron, Lake Erie, and what's the uh, in Lake Ontario? So Detroit is very close to the Canadian border, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Canada is actually south of yeah Detroit. It's the, very interesting. When you look at a map, folks, uh, we'll post it. You know, a lot of people that are listening that are from the upper Detroit. I mean, we had a um, Michigan Matters Monday Matters uh, with uh, the Grateful the Praying Patriot or the Grateful Patriot. I'm so sorry, but I, I just don't want to give give away anybody's identity. Um, but an anon who was here, and I'm very. Uh, surprised to tell you i just never had really realized how far south the canadian border goes and how many of these lakes <laughs> the five great lakes it's yeah. very yeah. very interesting and it's very important to uh, keep this in mind as we go through these next decodes especially with the one coming up in pennsylvania on the third of september where he will be in pa and i believe that these lakes there he might be referring to some of this stuff and we may not have caught it yet mm -hmm. so let's keep going uh let's keep going he talked about, um, he did mention right after, are you done with this part? Or is there uh, yeah, well, pretty much. Uh, he went after he was talking about, uh, about Tim Michaels. Um, he, he, um, well, he was, he did a few stories on illegal aliens. And I thought this was interesting that he brought up that, uh, there was a satanic ritual done on one of these uh, 15 year old 15 underage, old. you know, underage, underage girl, because yeah. a 15 year old is considered a pedophilia crime. It's a special victims mm -hmm. crime. And he did bring up the MS 13. He did mention the word satanic ritual for the first time. That clip was going around social media uh, when the 
actual speech occurred, I think a lot of the uh, normie patriots caught on to that. And that was good because these speeches are loaded with different levels of understanding for different people. And the beauty of this is when we all come together and share what we know, that's when a bigger picture gets put together. And, you know, we, we still don't know everything that we are going to find out. Um, 32 times, he said, he talked about all these different crimes. He did talk about um, this number 187. You bought this up. And the 38, you want to go to that 38% first? You want to go to this 187? Because I got a couple things to say about California. Well, the 38% was is just the stats on the, the crime from all this and having to uh, hire more police officers and he's basically going to do this and we have to leave our police alone, let them do their job, give them back their respect. They know what to do. We have to allow them to do it. Uh, we should try taking, uh, instead of taking guns away from law abiding Americans, we should try to take them away from violent felons and career criminals, criminals for a change, enforcing existing statutes that, that exist and get them to jail. And then he paused here and he said stop and frisk let's do it again before we go to stop and frisk yes i really love stop and frisk because it's an exception and people if, if uh, officer has probable cause right mm -hmm. they can stop we can go into that in a second but okay. we've talked about stop and frisk here before too which is you know they've taken away a lot of rights from police officers to do their job i'm frustrated for them but right before he talked about the 38 percent mm -hmm. which was the um murders in Milwaukee, and he talked about homicide rates. He said in 2022, homicide rates went up in 187 Democrat-run cities. Oh. Okay. And it went up 38% in 187 Democrat-run cities. So you know the $1.87 in gas that we talk about? Yes. And we say that 1.87 is the reference to the ivermectin. But – the 187 number has been coming up over and over again. And you pointed this out to me the other day in passing. All I swear, all I do is just think of these speeches now because <laughs> I realize how important um, these speeches ha have really become. We're going to take a short break here in a second and we're going to come back. But 187, you know, obviously 187, everybody knows like, yo, what's 187 is the crime. It's for murder in California. It's a penal code. But I looked this up while you were talking. Proposition 187 of 1994 and the, well, and the Welfare Reform Act of 1996, but the Proposition 187, okay, this is a California law. This is going to be important here. Um, and it's because of you that I figured this out, by the way. No. Current, take the credit <laughs> and hand over the snacks. Okay. Current law, all right, guys, states that school age children, now remember, the, the order in which POTUS presents things is very important. He talked about in 2022, 187 Democrat run cities, crime went up 38%. That number, 38, 187. Proposition 187. Current law states that school age children who reside in California must not be denied a free public education based on citizenship status. Resident students are required by statute to attend public school from ages 6 to 18. So, Proposition 187, um, it was in 1999, the Democratic governor, Gray Davis, dear Lord, had the case bought before mediation, his administration through the appeal. So this Proposition uh, 187 
in November 9th of 1994, California voters passed this, which was a ballot initiative proposed by anti-immigrant organizations, which restricted undocumented immigrants from the state's public services, mm. including access to public education and healthcare. So basically in 1994, Californians said, no, uh, we're not going to allow undocumented immigrants um, to access a lot of these public services. So we know that there's people coming here now. I, I'm not going to say this because I don't want to say it incorrectly, but immigrants that are coming here that have absolute, they're completely like illegal. They're entitled to like hundreds of hundreds of dollars a month under the, the uh, Schumer Pelosi brigade. Okay. That's been going on in the state. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the ultimate corruption, by the way, folks, I'm a Californian born and raised in this state, in this beautiful golden state. And we didn't vote for these people, okay? I know a lot of other Californians because I'm actually a native. Nobody votes for these people. They voted themselves in. It's just like any other dictatorship and, and infestation and infiltration instead of invasion. So real quick, 187, I believe when he says 187, when he says 187, Democrat-ran cities, hello, a lot of the cities in California, the most populated state, 187. Not just us, but 187 is referring to Proposition 187. Yeah. And I think he's going to bring that back. No one who's undocumented here should receive the same benefits, okay? Or even any benefits. I'm sorry. You know what? Go home and come here legally and do it the right way like all of us had to. I was born here, but my relatives came here from other countries just like everybody else who's listening. Everybody else who's listening. And the 38, that's California. You know why? Because I talked about it on Monday Matters. 38 uh -huh. is the 38 million votes that were stolen from this state. Uh -huh. And I went into why people, California haters, it's just because you guys see what's on television and they show you what's on television. It's like if you ever go to Europe or like a third world country or Asia or anywhere, it doesn't matter. Third world, second world, first world, and it's not America. And you're American. One of the first things people ask you is if you traveled during the 80s or 90s. 90s. Mm -hmm. Do you surf? And uh, do you know Baywatch? People <laughs> would ask this all the time. If you say you're from California, LA, or where I'm from, up north, it's funny because that's the way they portrayed us to other countries. Okay. And that's the way they portray California. They portray California as this freak show. Mm -hmm. There's freak shows everywhere. There was a great TikTok video today that um, a friend, <laughs> Study, uh -huh. shout out to Study today. Uh, study the enemy um, posted about these freak shows. It's on my telegram channel, how people are just, there was a song made pretty good song too. I'll have to say coming from a music background, I, the guy was pretty good or the band that put it together about how they are. Um, every, your opinion doesn't matter how this, the selfie game and the, I'm putting myself on YouTube or whatever tube, like just screw tube really um, to, become somebody and anything to be famous. So anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. So we should probably take a break, but I didn't mean to run you over with that. I just got so excited with that 187 and 38 because POTUS just bought up a bunch of property in California. I went over it on Monday matters. The, um, Oh, uh, Palos Verdes. Palos Verdes. We, you and I've talked about it. Yes. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. beautiful. I can't wait to go there and snack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to I take checked out the menu. It's did pretty, you really? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course you did. Yeah. Is there anything good on it? Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, can't wait to go there. Can you share it with me during the break? Sure, sure. All right. <laughs> okay, you guys, we're going to come right back. I'm going to take a look at this menu. <laughs>
Okay, we are back. <clears throat> we're back and we're talking about, before you go, just stop and frisk. Mm -hmm. He did talk about taking guns away from felons and putting them in jail. So a lot of people are worried about these 2A laws that are coming into effect. Mm -hmm. Guys, don't worry. The 2A laws are going to protect rightful gun owners. That's what I've heard and that's what I know and that's what I firmly believe 100% because POTUS is in charge. Remember? What do we say? The president's in charge and it's POTUS. It's Trump. <laughs> it's not Joe. Trump's in charge. So we're going to be, uh, we, the people who have a right to bear arms, please check out that Dean Washington special series that has begun on a fistful of truth. He is a, um, he is a specialist when it comes to uh, the, uh, arms and firearms and safety and instruction. We're very lucky to have him here to talk about it. And the second amendment is going to be, is going to be, uh, well, it's, never gone away, but look at what they've done to all of the uh, constitution, this, this terrible regime. So do know that the guns are being bought to uh, arms are being bought to the forefront because they have to bring up the topic like uh, you do in a courtroom. Uh -huh. You can't just say, okay, now we're going to take away bad guy guns and make sure the good guys have the guns. No, you have to start introducing the topic. And then after you lay a foundation, which now they're talking about the 2A a lot, it's come up. It's a hot topic, right? Sure. Uh, it's going to be, you know, like the Supreme Court when it came down with the Roe versus Wade uh, ruling and returned power back to the states. We're going to see that happen um, with this now, the 2A ruling that also came down. But we're going to see a nationwide carry is what I believe and what I've been hearing with reciprocity. Ah. We're going to go over this with Dean Washington. For those rightful gun owners and those that are felons, uh, POTUS said, get them in jail. Mm. So mm -hmm. now he goes into stop and frisk. Now, it's very important, the order. You've got to take away the guns from the bad guys. They're not supposed to have them. Okay? These are drug dealers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go into the drug dealers, too. How do you do that? you got to be able to stop and frisk, right? you got to be able to stop these people and take their guns, their drugs, and if necessary, them, which is going to be necessary, away. So, you know, he goes from the illegal, the 141, the 129, mm -hmm. the border wall, the Tim Michaels, to the, talking about taking away guns from uh, felons. Inst and instead, I just what I had said before, and this is what he uh, POTUS said, and instead of taking guns away from law-abiding Americans. There you go. We should try taking them away from the violent felons and career criminals for a change, enforcing enforcing existing statutes that exist to get them in jail. Now, at this point, he paused. Existing statutes are, what is it, next? Yeah, then he paused and he said, stop and frisk, let's do it again. We're not going to go into the history of stop and frisk. It's one of the things they go over and over and over again in, in law school. And in mm. my in my career of having to look over all sorts of crime reports from police officers who had to, you know, apprehend people, stop and frisk is very important because they have to do it in a very specific um, under specific guidelines. Uh. And they've, they've really cut the balls off of our police officers really is what they've done. They've tried to at least. Well, and yeah. I'm figuratively speaking so that. You know, POTUS wants the officers to do their job. Yeah, leave our police alone. Let exactly. them do their job. Give them back to respect. They know what to do. We have to allow them to do it. Now, what does he talk about after that? He says the he does talk about uh, president. What does he talk about? Uh, well, he, the president, she, uh, when I was in, he does the, 
at every rally, he brings up President Xi. And when he asks him about, do you have a drug problem in China? And Xi says, no. He looked at me like, what a stupid question. <laughs> and, uh, but I said, President, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 we don't, we don't. I said, wow, that's amazing. What do you attribute that to? Quick trial. <laughs> I said, what's a quick trial? That means a quick trial means exactly what it says. Quick trial. And they have the death penalty for drug dealers. So drug dealers say, you know, let's get the hell out of China. Let's go to the United States or someplace else where nothing happens to us. So it's important that he talks to, about Xi because he said um, that the drug problem that we have from China, he goes, well, they do have a drug problem. They're selling drugs to us. That's yeah. the problem. They're bringing fentanyl over. We know I know people who lost um, their children to fentanyl overdoses that were accidental. These kids weren't even drug addicts. And who cares if they were or were not? A child is a child, you know. But I mean, seriously, all you have to do is just touch this stuff. And an officer died uh, just touching this stuff. So that's, this that's is crazy. just deadly shit. Yeah. And, you know, we don't need this in our country. We have enough problems in our country. So mm -hmm. he brings up China because he brings it up after he talks about the Canadian border wall. Okay. Um, he talks about the Canadian border wall and then he goes right into the death, uh, the drug dealers and how many people each drug dealer kills is approximately 500. He says at least. And over the courses of, of his life, think of that 500 people. Right. And he said something about, he said when over the courses of their life, 500 people, each drug dealer, uh, kills or takes out and then many kill thousands the bigger ones thousands and thousands of people are killed but he he did say something about he said something that made me think i wondered if he was referring to adrenochrome ah because he was making uh, you know the, a lot of the adrenochrome factories were indeed overseas in china mm -hmm. um so you know there's that aspect too but anyway he does go into the 250,000 illegal uh drugs that come over and, and cross over into America, two hundred and fifty thousand, right? What yes. Was, did, is that, did I get that number right? Correct. I believe he, uh, Trump said, "I believe we lost last year two hundred fifty thousand people oh, died." People. Yes. From illegal drugs coming over our border two years ago, we had that down to the lowest number in many many years. Can we talk about that number real quick? Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, you mm -hmm. and I looked this up because I had I had looked it up at some point. Title Eight in the Code of Federal Regulation, folks. You guys can look this up. Uh, 250,000 people died, he said, right? But he's talking about Tim Michaels. He's talking about the border wall. He's talking about G. He's talking about getting rid of illegal aliens that are here, especially criminals. Um, criminal illegal aliens are the biggest problem we're having. 250,000 people, he says. That number 250 is, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, 250, uh, 250 Section 250 of the Code of Federal Regulations, point two, is the removal authorization. Now, part 250, okay, is the actual removal of aliens who have fallen into distress. Distress could mean all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So it basically says here, if the district director gets the application, he shall gets an application for removal of an illegal alien or alien, um, this person can be removed using this form 202 upon issuance issuance of this authorization under part 250 of the code of federal regulations um, or soon thereafter 
the alien may be removed from the United States at government expense. It doesn't say whose government expense, okay? It doesn't say the United States government's expense. It just says government expense. Language is very important in legal uh, in legal mm-hmm. um, analysis. So government expense, you remember when POTUS said, we're not paying a Me- Mexico, right? 28,000 soldiers that Mexico gave us to protect the wall because he put a tariff on them. Oh, yeah, right? that, uh, 25% tariff, yeah. yeah for the 28,000 soldiers from the socialist uh, president, which he, you know, doesn't, they, they they get along to get along. He's a socialist, but that's okay. It doesn't make him a bad person. <laughs> so I'm telling you, he's alluding to sending back these people at the government's expense from which they came. So if they came from X, Y, or Z country, guess who's paying for them to go the fuck back? Yeah. We're not paying for it. And that's why the tariffs come up. This is all making sense. Every time we do these, we, you guys, we don't even talk about all this stuff. We just start talking about it. We talk about a little bit of it. And then it's like, wow, it goes on longer because we come up with stuff here that we didn't even notice before. I really think this 250,000 being mm-hmm. followed immediately by that 28,000 soldiers mm-hmm. is talking about making these countries pay under the code of federal regulation. I'm going to bookmark this page so I can go back to it. I'm going to post the article here, folks, but you guys can look these things up yourself. This is what POTUS is defer, uh, referring to. I believe this is the decode here. Uh, um, now, after we had talked about Tim Michaels, the last um, show. We did just now too, a little yeah, bit. Correct. Yeah. And just in the, order of how POTUS speaks after the 28,000 soldiers. Uh, he, now he introduces Tim Michaels and who he is and how he's a businessman mm-hmm. and how he has the builds massive tunnels, infrastructures uh, like the Lincoln tunnel. He bores through earth. He bores through mountains, through granite, through granite, through granite. Granite's important. Granite, yeah. granite is a conductor also of electricity. Building these big tunnels that go through granite, Mountains, uh, cutting through butter. Uh, President Trump says, I love construction. I love construction. But he's got the, you know, uh, the biggest stuff around 35 to $40 million each for those machines. Also calls him a veteran. He's a veteran. Uh, Army Ranger. Yes. Yeah. Musk is not a veteran. No. Musk is a veteran of six sadistic parties he used to throw up in the Bay Area that I heard about from uh, young girls that came to me and complained about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, look at his wife. There's plenty of pictures of Musk on the internet. Go look at his, his wife or whatever happened to his kid. You never hear about that. He has a bunch of weird looking soy titty kids. They're all male with soy tits. I don't, you know what? I don't know what happened to that kid. Maybe it's being, (laughs) it was called like X, Y, Z or something. I I forget. Anyways, but Jack in the box. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, what uh, a fine mother you have, Mr. Musk. <laughs> uh, and then with Tim, he uh, uh, POTUS also introducing Tim before Tim had spoken at mm-hmm. this rally, uh, how he helped with the Keystone Pipeline uh, infrastructure, get, task infrastructure force. giving yeah. the experts some real help on the border while showing them how to do it, how to get it done, because we built hundreds and hundreds of miles. He was so helpful in explaining what to do and the best way to do it. And um, that was uh, uh, after that, he 
he went to, uh, let's see, the voting or uh, he, he said you were called, uh, uh, let's see here, Tim will... Tim will always defend your Second Amendment. He ensures that Wisconsin will never close schools, lockdown business ever again. Um, you and he's, I guess, he's talking to the crowd. You were called the lockdown state, and he brings up the governor of Mich Michigan. Uh, how about her? She's the only one that didn't lock down her husband. It's true. The, the crowd was booing, by the way. Yeah. The, that governor of Michigan. Uh, that's uh, Gov uh, Whitmer. Oh, yeah, I looked that up, yeah. by the way. Dear God, and another he, one. Now, the, I found this interesting because I made a, a note of this. When he he's talking about it, when this was the lockdown state, you had this governor of Michigan. How about her, he says. The only one she didn't lock down was her husband. It's true. He went boating. He would be boating in the middle of the lake. Nobody else was allowed, but he was boating. Oh, he paid a big price. Can you imagine that night when he came in, when he's the front page of every paper, and he says, I'm sorry, darling. Don't you ever do that again. And he said this theatrically. You're killing me. Like that. Well, was it Godfather 3 where, was it Freddy that gets to go out in the boat? Was it in Godfather 3? Uh, uh, when he takes, the, is it his son-in-law? No, part, uh, part, part 2. Was part, it his son-in-law that he takes out in the boat? Fredo, yes. He took Fredo, Fredo went out. Wasn't Fredo the son-in-law? Uh, he was the the one that got offed. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was a son-in-law, and I was kind of hoping it like resembled Jared Kushner. No, it was it was it was <laughs> Pacino's it was Pacino's uh, brother, older brother. That's that, right. It was his older brother. That's yes. right. It was his brother, um, and he was taken into the. But was it? I don't know what Godfather it was, but uh, I, part two. You just don't get in the boat. Yeah, in the Godfather movie. So you know they do make the Godfather reference a lot. So I thought that was interesting when he talked about him boating and you're killing me. Yeah. You know, I do remember that story where he was indeed voting. Um, well, everybody was in their houses. He was able to go around anyways. He did bring up uh, after that, he bought up the Ohio physicist, which I thought was really interesting because we talked about the serpent mound in Ohio and the uranium reserves below hand. And there are a lot of uh, space programs that operate out of Utah and Ohio that people don't know about. Oh, um, so it's interesting because I think there's a lot of, you know, he talks about liquid gold a lot, but it's not just oil folks. Okay. There's a lot of minerals and a lot of uh, elements that we don't even uh, haven't been made aware of, especially uranium and other elements that are so valuable to the new technologies that are coming incoming. And I think that's what he also means by liquid gold. It's not just oil or gold for that matter. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the physicist, um, he was uh, introducing, after Tim Michaels had, had spoken, mm -hmm. um, he brought up, uh, you know, a couple other people that were there, uh, Adam Steen uh, against uh, Robert, Robin Voss. Um, but he also brought up the unsecured drop boxes. They're totally unsecured. And... Um, that's why you need to fire Robin Voss. Uh, he brought up Derek Van Orden, Rens Priebus, and then with the physicist, he brings up J.R. Majewski. Yes, he does bring up Mr. Majewski, the farmer who put Trump in his uh, farm uh, cornfield or whatever field he put it in or his soy field. And he says, you know, how, how in the heck did he win? Because I think he's pointing to uh, Majewski. I don't think he likes Majewski. And I think Majewski is kissing his ass 
And we don't know how he really won. Did he really win? Uh, did he really win? And he talked about a wheat field right after that, which I thought was interesting because remember we talked about how he said instead of wind burn, wheaten burn. Yes. Uh, this is in a previous article, folks. If you haven't listened, you got to go back and listen, or you're not going to know what we're talking about here. It's in the first uh, parts of the four, well, it's in the four part triple decode. Sorry to be so confusing, but the stuff is in linear order here. Uh, what do you have to say about this wheat field? Okay, so J.R. Majewski there, they said he was a farmer. He's not actually a farmer. He's a physicist. Uh -huh. And that's a big difference. Yep. Right? But what the hell? Nobody cared. Yeah. But he was sort of running, but not really running, but he's trying to make a point because he's got some great points to make. And I sort of introduced him to this massive crowd, J.R. Majewski, and the place went crazy. Um, so moving on, Trump would say, Trump said he would go out into these big fields and had carved the name Trump. And I was flying into Ohio once. Serpent Mound. And I said, look at this in a wheat field, the name Trump. The letters were about 60 feet high. I was 30,000 feet up. And I said, look, there's Trump. Who did that? It was J.R. Majewski, right? And that's, and I think that's why everybody thought he was a farmer. That makes sense. I guess that's what happened, right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to hear more and more about Mr. Majewski, who's not a farmer, as a physicist. So Ohio is... Um, Serpent Mound. We guys can go Mound. back and reference that article so we don't go into it too much here on this decode. So let's just keep moving along. Okay. Um, after the... He did mention Sheriff Clark. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things about Sheriff Clark. I haven't really done a deep enough dive. Um, I've Take took take a take a look at him yourself, and we can talk about him again later. But he did mention him. I just always find it interesting how he introduces all these people, almost like they're under a magnifying glass. Right. Well, he was the former uh, law enforcement official who served as the sheriff of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. Okay, um, you know he was really kind of big on Twitter, but I think there's some problems with Mr. Clark as well. Of course, he's part of the Democratic Party. Um, and he was trying to become quite popular on Twitter. Do you remember this guy, Sheriff Clark? On oh, Twitter? he's a Democrat, huh? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. Wow. And um, he is, uh, I don't know. I don't really know about Mr. Clark here. He was part of the Democratic Party. But let's just, uh, let's just keep going because I haven't, um, I haven't really looked into this because I think there's some, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reveal itself more and more. So let's keep going here. Uh, let's see. He talks. He talked about um, after Sheriff Clark. Sheriff Clark. Uh, he said he was better three years ago. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, he was talking about him and his his wife. What a couple! What a couple! Yeah. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. You look even better than you did three years ago. What are you doing? Explain <laughs> to me what you're doing. Mm, please. Is he drinking some? Uh, I don't know. Is he drinking some juice? There? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then. Uh, Justice Michael Gableman, uh, introducing him. He went into uh, the NAFTA. I don't and know then he went anything. into NAFTA. NAFTA. Yes. The USMCA. And that's where that 129 comes in. That's really important, what you went over before, because it's going to go back to Mexico and Canada here. Uh, we ended the disaster known as NAFTA. What a disaster. Worst trade deal ever made. And replaced it with the USMCA, the best trade deal ever made for our country. A massive win for Wisconsin dairy farmers and all the dairy farmers. Dairy farmers are important because they don't kill their cows. 
they use them for cheese and milk. Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting because Linwood posts the motley moose all the time, eating and eating and eating and eating. Um, now they're eating grass. They're not eating grain right now because apparently they're having babies. Um, I pay attention to the cows, by the way. But in the meantime, he did talk about the um, after the uh, killing the cows or not, not what I wrote that um, the dairy farmers. He talked about um, aluminum and steel industry, right? The aluminum and steel industry. Where do you have next? Uh, I found, well, uh, yes, the aluminum and steel industry to defend Wisconsin workers. I would drill from the terrible Trans-Pacific Partnership mm -hmm. would have ruined the manufacturing businesses. And and I imposed strict tariffs on foreign aluminum and steel to, and saved our steel industry. And it saved our aluminum industry. And now I hear fake Joe wants to take the tariffs off China. Now, um, here's another clue about what he usually says at every rally. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars from China. We never got 10 cents. Not one president took in 10 cents from China. There's the 10 as cents again. So the 10 cents, we already uh, believe and we found this was about FDR. And there's an article on the blog at DelaraEssengill.blog. Uh, it's part of the decode that we did that had to do with, let me find it real quick, had to do with um, August 6th, Triple POTUS decode part three, the New Deal blackouts, who is General Raisin Kane. Um, but he did talk about FDR and the 10 cents always had, the 10 cent um, coin has FDR on it. So mm -hmm. we looked that up and we, after we talked about this, we saw Lynn Wood posting about it, FDR, FDR, FDR. So that's kind of a um, slight confirmation, if you will. Um, of the fact that the 10 cents is alluding to FDR, the new deal. Um, we are under reconstruction where, you know, at the FDR, you guys can check out on the article. We talked about POTUS's terms, how Trump is still your president, right? Trump's in charge. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be going into more than one term, two term, three terms, because we're no longer going to have these term limits under the new republic. It's going to be different, folks. So stay tuned for that. The 10 cents is really important. He bought this up and he said, not, you know, not a uh, president didn't take in 10 cents. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that there was also some important reference to uh, go ahead, because he's going to talk about shipyards in a second and the National Guard. Uh, right before the shipyards, uh, after the 10 cents, he's uh, the when the left wing mobs came to sack the city of Kenosha two years ago. You remember I was here. I sent in the National Guard and we saved the city from total destruction. That would have destroyed the city. That's why I have a strong feeling for Kenosha. It was a great success and the Guard did a fantastic job. So I like how uh, he hints at the National Guard coming in to save cities. And so we went over in that article also having to do with the National Guard uh, General Raisin Kane, mm -hmm. who was in charge of the Guard, and I believe he's the Associate Director of Military Affairs that the CIA appointed in 2021. 2021, folks, who's your president? Who's <laughs> in charge? Do you really think Biden is appointing uh, General Daniel Kane? Raisin is just a nickname. <laughs> what a great nickname. Sir, you do that really well. Sure. <laughs> so there's also this thing about a ship a day and I'm trying to find the quote. Um, but I mentioned it in the last previous couple decodes where it has to do with FDR making a statement 
um, in his speeches on Maritime Day. And you, we know that maritime law is going to be very important, um, which a lot of it is being used in the wrong ways. However, that's going to play its importance in the border as well as we took a picture. Of, uh, we took a look at the lakes, the lakes where Canada is the yeah. border, right? So maritime law is going to be very important. And this whole thing about a ship a day is important because he's making the reference to FDR. He's making the um, reference to historic shipyards and um uh, Marinette Marine, Marinette, Marinette Marine. Marine, Marinette Marine. So, more to say on that, but uh, well, ahead, now ahead. that now that you're yeah. talking about the mm -hmm. uh, seeing that the, the 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 Great Lakes, the five of them, and four out of the five are the, right down the middle is the the border. Uh, he's talking to uh, the historic shipyard Marinette Marine, which uh, is in Wisconsin. Uh, they look like yachts with a lot of guns on them, actually. So isn't it interesting that perhaps Marinette Marine, okay, which is an American shipbuilding firm in Marinette, Wisconsin, um, perhaps uh, it is being repurposed um, because, you know, since Michaels was on the infrastructure task force and mm -hmm. what did POTA say? We have to, uh, we have to rebuild our infrastructure mm -hmm. and who better than a builder, a constructor, like how much he loves construction, just like Michaels, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys take a look at Michaels, take a look at Michaels, M-I-C-H-E-L-S dot U-S. My God, this guy, he's building everything. I mean, he makes Elon Musk look like a cockroach, um, which is quite fitting. But in the meantime, uh, the Marinette Marine Company, um, look at what they're building. Take a Type in Marinette Marine, M-A-R-I-N-E-T-T-M-A-R-I-N-E, and you're going to see these ridiculous battleships. I mean, are, are these really, what the heck are these? This looks like a warship. Are they building warships? Um, because the word Marine, I mean, this is not something that, this doesn't look like something that you would take a, uh, you know, fruity cocktail cruise to the Caribbean with. <laughs> okay, you guys, we'll post this on an article. But I believe this reference to Marinette Marine, which is in Wisconsin, um, I bet you Tim Michaels has some input on this, is being used to uh, rebuild the infrastructure. And perhaps, you know, the Navy, which he talks about, by the way, he goes into the Navy and he goes into Space Force. Now, wouldn't it be interesting if the Navy is being uh, supplied these ships by Marinette Marine. Mm -hmm. Space Force is a reference to, uh, right after he talks about Ohio, we talk about the Serpent Mound, the uranium. What did I just say? Right underneath the ground in Utah and the Serpent Mound, we have tons of uranium, liquid gold below. Wouldn't it make sense to put everything there and Space Force us into space from there? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's everywhere. Space Force is everywhere. POTUS said that. It's not just in one state. Look at space. I mean, it's it's yeah, every, all pervasive. Every, every rally says that Space Force is here, right? Right. And yeah. every place he goes, every Space Force goes. is here. Let's take a little break because this is going to interrupt our recording. Make sure this is recording properly because this is highly censored, folks. So we'll let you take a little break, too, and we'll come right back. All right, we're back. You want to tell them what we think during the break about the pictures of the Marinette and the yachts with guns on them? Well, I, like I said earlier, um, four of the five Great Lakes, the border is through the middle of them. And what's to say anybody could just 
uh, take a boat across to get into the U.S. So, like Freddy and the Godfather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, hinting at they look like yachts with a lot of guns in them. Yeah. Um, they're going to patrol the Great Lakes. I believe so. I believe he's going to line these things up in the Great Lakes, and as soon as they see some bullshit, there's no stop and frisk there. Yeah. They may just blow them out of the water. <laughs> I well, mean. I think that's what's going to happen. I think these uh, these yachts and ships are going to be, <laughs> I think they're going to be, because we were just looking at this talking live here on the uh, microphone. Um, we're looking at the lakes and I'm saying, how are they going to, how are they going to, you they, know. They probably enforce... have like a Coast Guard thing going on, but they probably have to beef it up a, a little, little bit tugboat. more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll take that Marinette ship over a tugboat. Gilligan's, yeah. Gilligan's tugboat. Yeah. Because much. they can have. Uh... Uh, looking at those marionette ships, they can have helicopters on. Oh yeah. On you can land front. an aircraft carrier on that thing. <laughs> no, you can. And he talks about that. Yeah. He talks about landing aircraft. Oh, remember how he talks about the ships and he, there's a, it, it, he, he gets on the ship and he asks the guy why they changed it to uh, uh, magnetics instead of using. Oh, uh, the, the purple, the, the yeah. launching system and how the launching system gets screwed. Instead I, of steam, steam instead of, instead magnets. of steam, I guarantee yeah. you, Marinette is using the steam instead of the uh, the magnetics that doesn't get stuck. Yeah, I guarantee you this yeah. has something yeah. to do with sure. it. I'm I'm almost a hundred percent. Actually, I'm a hundred percent convinced that it has something to do with sure. it. Sure. All right, let's keep going. So after we have realized how they're going to be, board, uh, the border wall is going to include these yachts and ships. I believe um, he went on to parents' rights. Okay. Right? Uh, yes. Right? Parents, yeah. Parents so rights. Com- comes right after that. Comes right after that. Uh, Our children are captives un- to unhinged Marxist educators. Where do they come from? They come from the border, the greater border wall of Canada. <laughs> it's true. Parents are sitting at home thinking your kids are safe uh, and they're listening to Marxists and these crazy people. I'm telling you, you know, a lot of people that are coming through Canada, in my opinion, excuse me, in, through Mexico, are either gang members, okay, they're mm-hmm. coming in from South American countries, which are not good, but there's a lot of people coming into work illegally, make money, and go back, which is not good either. But if you got to take the lesser of two evils here, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the Canadian border is causing a bigger threat just by sheer uh, the vastness of it and the impossibility of, of uh, monitoring what's been going on up there when it's been looked down here, right? Yeah. Yeah, the the Mexican border is a third the size of the Canadian border, and a third the problem. And you have to deal with all that water in the Great Lakes area, and the area. frozen. Yeah. So he goes into the uh, he goes into the young lady who had the uh, uh, the swimmer, the swimmer. Yes, which he brings out in the next speech. By the way, um, he talks about the one eighth of a second. Right. That's- uh, we will. Also keep men out of women's sports. And he was. uh, Making a triangle with his hands. Yeah. He like this time he always wants you to see that he makes a triangle shape with his hands. Um, And that's very important. About the woman trying to beat it by one eighth of a second. Yes. He made a triangle shape with his hands and he said he looks, she looks right. She looks left. And she says she sees this giant person in a woman's, man's body or whatever the heck he calls him. And he says he has a wingspan. Puts his arms out. Puts his arms out. And he says he has a wingspan of what? 
he was a giant. He he referenced this guy as a as a giant twice, and um, she's looking up. He says, "Oh my god, he looks like he could be trouble." And um, it was quite scary, but she figures she's the best, so she's going to win. Well, she was badly injured in that race. You know why? Wind burned. But he said he had a wingspan of 30 feet, okay? Yes. And basically what POTUS is saying to us here is he talks about the story every time. And he talks about this uh, wing wingspan of 30 feet. I think with the triangle that he made, he's referring to aircraft. Uh-huh. Okay, and because he does talk about other uh, aircraft and other, we, we're not going to go back into the old decodes, but let's just keep going because we have some very little time left on this. So okay. I want to keep, I want to keep running through this. Um, windburn, she's still trying to recover uh, from the windburn, he says, right? Yes. Um, we've talked about this, folks. So if you're confused here, just go back and listen to the other decodes because he goes into the weightlifter also with the 218 um, pounds, right? Correct. And he, the other the guy comes in and he lifts 236 and beats her. And uh, he was very detailed with the numbers. I think it was, uh, so the women weightlifter, I think it was 218. I'm not sure. Got to be careful because of the fake news was it wasn't 218. It was 236. Okay. So here we go. You guys want to know what 236 we think means? A bill was passed 236 to 173. So 236 votes passed a bill across the Trump administration dismantling policies friendly to gay, bisexual, and transgender individuals, like barring transgender recruits from serving in the military or formally rejecting complaints filed by transgender students who are barred from restrooms and so forth. So this bill was passed on May 17th, 2019, uh, 236 to 173 and it had to do with athletics as well so there you go that's what he's referring to mm-hmm. he's referring to this i'll post this article uh, as a part of the blog and we can keep going um he did say we are hurting people very badly instead of saying we're hurting people he said we are hurting h-e-r-d-i-n-g ah. we are hurting people very badly that was very interesting yeah uh that was when he went into the LeBron James and thinking, who's a terrible person. Yeah. And ever thinking about being a woman. And then he go, went into mutilating uh, our kids with puberty blockers. Puberty blockers. We've talked about this before. He's made references to the uh, USC 18 USC United States code. I forget. If it's like 116 or something like that. It's like female uh, genital manipulation and, uh, and so forth. So he said, these people are going to get fired or worse. Okay. He was talking about all sorts of stuff here. You went from, go ahead. Yeah, he was being theatrical. You're fired. I love that. You got to be fired or worse. He talked about um, stopping left-wing censorship on our uh, attack on our Second Amendment rights. So our First Amendment, you know, that's our freedom of speech. So that's censorship. We're all familiar with what that is. My God, I think this program is the most highly censored, most aware. A Second Amendment, we know what that is. He did talk about truth social and Twitter suffering. Didn't he? Uh, it's hot, much, much better than Twitter. It's, it's Twitter or uh, Twitter is suffering, suffering greatly lately. Did you notice that? Isn't that too bad? Well, I think that, you know, we're going to see what happens to Twitter. I, I, I'm, I'm putting 
I'm putting some imaginary bets because I don't bet, but I'm putting some imaginary oh, yeah? bets that I'll bet you some popcorn. How's that? Oh, sure. How about a kernel? <laughs> Uh, that Trump's going to end up owning this thing somehow. I don't care what he does with it. If he throws it into the ocean over Palos Verdes, great. But, you know, I think he's going to own this thing. He's seen the the contract for purchase. You know, Musk didn't go in there and show it to him. Anyway, um, he's part of the, he's part of this transaction that's going you on. You don't get the peek at it. if uh, No. Right. Montana Sky explained this to us. Uh-huh. He did talk about Zuckerberg's 417, um, Interesting that uh, it, um, if you he usually at each rally he says this with the Zuckerberg thing. If you as a husband and wife give more than five thousand six hundred dollars, they put you in jail. Now at this point at other rallies he's said five thousand six hundred dollars and ten cents, but this, you know this time he didn't. You know, um, uh, and yet Zuckerberg gave five hundred. I guess million 417 they have they have no idea it's just that um how i always hear the rallies sometimes it's he leaves those out the the the, the 10 cents um this time uh in in terms of uh, fdr um he did he did talk about um he did mention the number 49 and 49 years ago and that was 1974. During uh, 1974, something a significant event was um, Nixon and Watergate. Okay, um, and there was a break into uh, the you know the, that's the Watergate whole. Um, well, just called Watergate. The, the entire event took place with a break in, right, mm-hmm. where they were able to get papers and all that stuff. You guys can look that up. I'm not going to go into Watergate right now. But then shortly after this rally, what happened? They broke into POTUS's Mar-a-Lago, oh, they Mar-a-Lago. raided it and took. So he was alluding to the staged Mar-a-Lago break-in with the 49 years ago, 1974, <laughs> uh, Nixon, Watergate. I, I looked that up and I thought that was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, right after that, he wished him Michael's good luck. Yes. I didn't like that because when he wishes somebody good luck, it's kind of like the kiss of death. He wished Carrie Lake good luck. He wished... Uh, Pence, good luck. He wished a lot of people good luck, and they've had nothing but bad luck since. So it's an it's an alluding kind of thing, but maybe he did it to throw us off. We don't know. I just wanted to point that out. Two A under siege. Bad guys have guns, and we don't want that. Two A under siege. He talked about that. He talked about the fake ne- fake news being back there. I want to stop on this and talk about it, unless you have something to say before that. No. The fake news, he said, look at them. They're back there. You guys, RSBN, okay? I'm sorry. I have a lot of things that I don't like about RSBN. Number one, their push of Mike Lindell and the 66% off, uh, their choice of people they're having on their on their platform. Now, all of a sudden, they have all these shills appearing on their platform. The sponsor? The sponsor is my pedo supply, my Patriot supply, owned by a pedophile. Now, they've got these total kectards how could you miss that you, with the, the, you the can't sponsor? and then look at the girls I mean. or those things that speak um the liz girl with the moo cow face and then the <laughs> other one the what is her name boob christina boob oh uh, i don't know what the hell her the name interviewer is interviewer at the beginning the, i'm the attorney lady yeah you know you guys are something wrong with all of them okay rsbn is going to be outed soon i'm just letting you know it's just kind of what we've got we're stuck with it 
it's kind of like you're in a bathroom in the middle of nowhere. It's a gas station and RSBN is the only toilet paper you have. <laughs> a friend of mine recently said, I was the most persecuted person in our country. And I thought about it and I think he is right. How many times you got to tell somebody something 16 times? You do something 16 times, it becomes a habit. You hear something 16 times, it gets ingrained into your psyche. Yes. This friend of his is JFK Jr. I am putting another kernel of popcorn on this. And right before that, he's like, together we're standing up for some of the most menacing forces, entrenched <laughs> interests, and vicious opponents that I've ever seen. And I believe it. I believe it. I think he's, you know... It's only at the tree loaded with fruit that people throw stones. And he's been through, he said, POTUS said, I've been through all sorts of accusations. Ah. Okay. And one thing I want to say is he says the word watermelon head about, um, what's this? What's this? Shift. Shift. Shit. Yes. Adam shit. Watermelon head. Watergate. Watermelon head. Oh. I, I wouldn't be surprised if watch the water, Watergate, water, a lot of water, watch the water up in the Great Lakes, folks. Watch what happens. Yeah, I, I always kind of like pencil neck shift that, that yeah. before. Now it's watermelon. Watermelon head. head. Yeah. So he does these things on purpose, you know, and he keeps talking about how he's been accused, how he's been accused by the deep state of everything they were guilty of. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. The Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's what, that's what, that's what they do, folks. They, they accuse those that are, uh, other people of what they are guilty of. And that's what they've been doing. The POTUS persecuting him and uh, who's, who's left standing and who's still our president. Mm -hmm. So let's see people coming in through Canada. He went back to people coming in through Canada and he said, uh, look at the fake news media, all of them back there. He said, they're all fake. And he points to the cameras. He points to the cameras. He points to RSBN. Yeah. How long is it going to take all the people watching who, you know, we just got people hooked off the crack of Fox. Look at all these people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look at all these people back there. A lot of them are totally complicit in what's happening. Yes. And he's pointing to the cameras. Yes. And he says, you know what he said after that? They're all fake news. And he said, let's lock them all up. <laughs> well, bye-bye RSBN. I'm telling you <laughs> conspiracy is a bitch. Yeah. They're going to get these people. Um, anyway, you want to close this out? Uh, I don't have much more to say. I know he talked about the, the he always talks about the Green New Deal, the liquid gold. Liquid gold, yeah. Um, he was just kind of closing it up at this point. The American giants who crossed the oceans. Again with giants. This is the third time he said giants. He made this. it in a reference to people coming through Canada. He called them giants. Now, that could be the, the giants that we know of. The giants and the... Uh, the race of giants that we, we had. I don't, I don't, um, there's different people call them different things, but there was a race of human beings that were quite larger than we are. And those giants have been found. Um, there's been remnants of the bones that have been found. You guys can look them up. There's been a lot of information about this and we believe that they are still alive in Afghanistan and other places. So Anyway, I believe this is the first time he starts bringing in the giant term. Right. He, this yeah. is the first time he's really been. It'll be interesting uh, next time uh, in. What else he brings up? Yeah. Wilkes Bar uh, in Pennsylvania. Right. On the third. So we're going to be paying attention to that. Um, Let's see. Anything and, else? Uh, he brought up the liquid gold again. 
Um, and let's see. He he talks about the Russia-Ukraine. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country of Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it only gets worse. It would never have happened with me as your commander-in-chief. Now, he does a big, long pause here, mm-hmm. and it didn't. And then another pause he does here. It didn't happen. Never happened. The Ukraine didn't happen. It never happened. We've been told this from the very beginning. What they're showing on the MSN. God, I hope it's somebody who's listening to this doesn't even know somebody who watches television. Or at least they don't talk to you anymore. Um, The Ukraine never happened. We know this. We've known people in the military. Uh, You and I knew people, know people actively in the military, active duty, who were sent over to the so-called Ukraine. And they've told us what you see is not what you get. We know. When he does the long pauses, it's it's to focus on. Right. And uh, he talked about then... Getting towards the end here, Iran, we're a nation that's allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon, uh, being allowed to as we speak. Well, the um, fake news media is going to be pushing a yeah. nuclear threat because that's all they've got left. John D'Souza told us about this. He was here on the show on A Fistful of Truth. Please check that out, guys. It's on uh, the podcast, a blogcast with John D'Souza. There's an article on the blog, DeLarSNGill.blog. Just type in John, John D'Souza. It'll come up. He told us that's the last thing these people have left. Yeah. Okay. They're they're barking. They're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> I mean, he talks. Yeah. he. It's a hoax. Again, yeah. another hoax. It's just a hoax. It didn't happen. Is so, that it? Yeah. It's yeah, basically. Um, we will not bend. We will not break. Yes. We'll never give in. Never give up. Uh, and uh, make America powerful, wealthy, strong, proud, safe, and make America great again. Thank you, Wisconsin. Well, thank you, Stackin' On. Oh, thank you for having me. I think that concludes the last part of the part two of this decode. We're done with Wisconsin. We're moving on to, is it uh, CPAC? CPAC Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Dallas, it was Texas the is significant. Next... Why is it significant? JFK. <laughs> yeah, the next day. Yeah. The next day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we're gonna start with uh, part three of this decode. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, coming up sometime soon, definitely before the 3rd of September, where he'll be speaking, Trump will be speaking in Pennsylvania, Wilkes Bar. Um, we will be in Scranton. We will be uh, finishing up this complete decode. So it's the last part of CPAC, right? All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll see if we have some more work to do. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. <laughs> I'll see you uh, sometime this next week. All right. All right. Until then. Thank you. That was part two of the double decode featuring snacking on here exclusively on a fistful of truth, wrapping up Wisconsin where POTUS had his last rally. Later, we will be doing the Dallas, Texas CPAC speech that POTUS gave, and we will be able to finish this all up before the next POTUS rally. The next POTUS rally is going to be in Pennsylvania. I believe it is on the 3rd, the 3rd of September. Watch President Trump. You can find it on, unfortunately, RSBN. Not my favorite channel. I think there's going to be a lot of problems coming up with RSBN that we're going to find out about. POTUS will be in Wilkes-Barre, 
PA on the 3rd of September. So that'll be the next POTUS rally. But for now, we are going over the important notes and the clues that POTUS is continually giving to those who are paying attention. Please do check out the article at delariasengill.blog that'll accompany this part of the part two of the double POTUS decode, Wisconsin to Dallas featuring Snackanon. The first one is posted uh, August 19th, part one. There was an article at delariasengill.blog. You can still find it called Double POTUS Decode Part 1. This is Part 2 today. And you should check out the very first one if you haven't. Abdul, Trust Kansas, the Canadian border wall. If you're not paying attention to these in linear order, you're going to be confused and lost. So do not reject the knowledge and kindly copy and paste and share the link to this podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Anchor, whether you're just reading the blog article is actually a very good way to share it because it has a link to the information. People can take a look at it, read it, without having to commit to listening to a podcast. They can actually take a look and see the information before they embark upon the audio journey. So kindly copy and paste this URL to the double decode articles at delaraessengill.blog and share it in groups, Telegram, (laughs) Shill Social, Facebook, and share the information with somebody that maybe may find it useful because censorship is real, folks, and I rely on your help to get the word out to walk with a fistful of truth. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to part three coming up. I will be taking a few days off in between decodes and shows as I am reassembling the programming as well as pursuing other things in my life that I need to be pursuing in order to be able to support myself. So in the meantime, thank you for tuning in and thank you for sharing this podcast. God bless you, patriots. Where we go one, we go all.